1: May the 4th be with you. Who is that masked man?
0: Avengers, assemble! Good afternoon, and thanks for tuning in to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell, and we're here to excite, entertain, elucidate, and educate you with news, information, and discussion about your favorite geeks. This is Fantastic Forum. Get ready to geek out! Before the start of today's discussion, some genre-related news. Disneyland opened its Star Wars Galaxy's Edge attraction on June 24th. In preparation, paths were widened, queues redesigned, and reservations required up to three weeks in advance, in anticipation of huge crowds which, shockingly, have not materialized as expected. Crowds have been heaviest during the morning hours, but access to the attraction has been mostly available with no limits. Even wait times for the only ride, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, have been averaging between 30 and 60 minutes. By comparison, wait times were as high as two to three hours for Cars Land Radiator Springs Racers when that ride debuted at California Adventure Theme Park back in 2012. General attendance at Disneyland has been down, with wait times for rides such as Pirates of the Caribbean also being reduced. Speculation is that some are waiting for the opening of the next ride in Galaxy's Edge, Rise of the Resistance, which won't be until next year, and potential visitors may be trying to wait out the expected initial crowds. Tuesdays during July, Turner Classic Movies is showing a variety of classic science fiction films. You can view the complete schedule on the Fantastic Forum Facebook page at facebook.com backslash fantasticforum. And while you're there, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We love to be liked and we like to be followed. Warner Brothers Animation and Brownstone Productions will collaborate on a new Flintstones animated series. The project is in the early stage of development and is described as a primetime adult comedy series based on an original idea featuring characters from The Flintstones. Warner Brothers Animation will produce, no network is currently attached to the project. I got one thing to say to that, Yabba Dabba (laughs) Do! Forbes announced this week that the underground comics property The Fabulous Furry Freak Brothers will be developed into an animated series. Freak Brothers creator Gilbert Shelton will be an executive producer. King of the Hill and American Dad writers Alan Cohen and Alan Friedland will be showrunners. Silicon Valley co creators John Altschuler and Dave Krinsky will write, produce, as well as executive produce. The eight 22 minute episodes of adult oriented animation are expected to be ready early next year. And there are two conventions being held in the area this weekend. Running through Sunday, July 14th, are Shore Leave, 41, in Hunt Valley, Maryland, and Blurred Con at the Hyatt Regency in Crystal City. Shore Leave is a popular, long-standing, fan-run, Star Trek-themed convention. Among this year's guests are Discovery's Captain Pike Anson Mount and, in a farewell tour appearance, Nichelle Nichols. Blurred Con, or Black Nerd Convention, is in its third year, but has been very well received in the fan community. For more information, you can visit the websites at shore and blurredcon.com. Today, we're talking about some of our news items and more. But before I introduce today's panel, here is the official Fantastic Forum review of the new movie from Disney opening this week. You might have heard of it. It's called The Lion King. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. Joining the list of this summer's live-action adaptations of Disney animated movies is The Lion King. On the heels of Aladdin, which has earned over $325 million domestically, The Lion King is poised to deliver another box office knockout blow for the House of the Mouse. It was 25 years ago that The Lion King burst onto screens, ultimately grossing over $422 million domestically, and almost $928 million worldwide. Disney was able to leverage the success of the animated feature through development of a musical stage show that was equally well received. Of course, what a lot of people don't know is that The Lion King was liberally plagiarized from Osamu Tezuka's Japanese manga series, Jungle Emperor, published in Manga Shonen from 1950 to 1954. The manga was later adapted to an anime series called Kimba the White Lion. That aside, this adaptation of The Lion King is beautifully done in the style of a live action movie. Of course it is totally computer generated, but artfully so. The characters and music are essentially as you'll remember from the original. Actually, many elements are so similar to the original that it was necessary to offer thanks in the credits to animated movie directors Roger Allers and Rob Minkoff, along with producer Don Hahn and story supervisor Brenda Chapman. There are some constants. James Earl Jones reprises his role as Mufasa, king of the pride and father of Simba. Personally, I miss some of the other original voice talent. Of course, Madge Sinclair and Robert Guillaume have passed away. Alfrey Woodard and John Connie admirably fill the roles of Sarabi and Rafiki. But I truly miss Jeremy Irons as the voice of Scar. The one thing I can say about Chewiltel Ejiofor is that his voice sounds as if he could be James Earl Jones' brother. There just wasn't enough vocal similarity between Jones and Jeremy Irons. But Irons made the role and stole much of the movie with an outstanding vocal performance that has surely led to many being creeped out when they hear him talk. I also thought that the other vocal performers were fine, although no one in particular stood out for me outside of John Oliver as Zazu, and this despite the star power of the likes of Beyonce, Donald Glover, Seth Rogen, Keenan Michael Key, Penny Johnson-Gerald, and Billy Eichner lending their voices to various characters, although I will mention J.D. McCrary, and Shahadi Wright Joseph as the young voices of Simba and Nala, respectively, as having performed well. And Ejiofor, despite my missing Jeremy Irons, does a wonderful job as the voice of Scar. The real problem is in the nature of the computer-generated characters. With an animated film, the illustrators have the ability and license to allow the characters to emote as necessary to accentuate the vocals. The CG does not provide for that in the live-action depictions. It requires an almost over-the-top vocal performance on the part of the actors to convey some of the emotions so easily offered by animated drawings. I don't expect that any of this will impact the commercial success of the movie, but it does cause me to wonder if wringing additional profit from the franchise was truly worth this, dare I say, bastardization of The Lion King. Whew! (laughs) All that sounds kind of harsh, because I did enjoy this new look take on the story. Make no mistake, the original animated film is better, but the adapted material is outstanding, so it really doesn't matter what the wrapper is. While Mufasa's death scene remained difficult to take, there were some fixes that I found welcome, most notably in Timon and Pumbaa's rainforest, where there were considerably more animals present than in the animated version, and it was interesting and entertaining To see these realistic versions of the characters. Credit to the army of animators and technicians it took to bring them to life. Hans Zimmer again provides the musical score and of course it wouldn't be the Lion King without the fantastic songs from Elton John. With a runtime of 158 minutes this version is about half an hour longer than the animated. It is rated PG but you may confidently take your children of all ages. It is the jungle, Mufasa still meets a gruesome end in the stampede of the wildebeest, and the live-action hyenas are scarier than the animated characters, so be prepared to offer some parental guidance. There is no nudity, profane language, or overt sexuality. A triumph for director Jon Favreau that will surely be a box office winner and one of the top movies of the year. Three and a half out of four stars. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Four. And there you have it, the official Fantastic Forum review of The Lion King, opening in theaters next Friday. So, uh, yeah, you know, check it out. Anyway, look, uh, so we are talking about a number of different things here on today's show. And I will jump right in to introducing my guest cast. Uh, First, via the miracle of technology, we have... All the way from the Great Geek Refuge, Mike Lunsford. Mike, well, welcome I get to the top show. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Oh, and in fact, geez, wow. that has that has exposed something that I need to work on over here, as far as the <laughs> technical element of the show. So I'm going to do that. But uh, also, uh, we have the creator of Ants, who is also Glyph-nominated artist who is the mastermind behind ignorant bliss you know him as Julian Lytle. Welcome to the show, Julian. Hello. Yeah. Two
2: weeks in a row, let's get popping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, just because he has not been with us for a while but we've missed him oh, and by his comments uh, as I was walking into the studio I realized, oh you didn't listen to last week's show. I, I uh, that graphic artist <laughs> extraordinaire And a very opinionated guy who knows Puerto Rican women are crazy. It's Roberto Ortiz. Welcome to to the show, Roberto. You will never let me (laughs)
3: take that one down, (laughs) aren't you?
0: Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know how it is. Anyway, so uh, some of us actually heard (laughs) the stuff that I was (laughs) talking about uh, in the intro, and um, I'd like to lead now. And I appreciate. Uh, Mike and uh, Roberto that you all have not actually seen this movie, but uh, since we had the official Fantastic Forum review and Julian has mentioned that he thought I was exceptionally kind to the movie um, I'm going to just uh, ask him uh, To give his thoughts on the Lion King since I know he has seen it
2: okay Uh, for the people out there this movie is a technical marvel in having a bunch of CG artists create a jungle, a pride lands, a savanna, realistic lions, basically doing everything you saw in 1994, wow. frame by frame, uh, story beats by story beat. But the one thing is, is that lions, being realistic, don't have facial muscles like we do, so they cannot emote. So all the time you're supposed to care about the happiness of young Simba or how scared he is or all this other stuff. And you know, it's like, oh, his eyebrows can't move because lines don't work that way. Hmm. Not like they do in a cartoon drawn by people where they can make eyes go bigger and show facial expressions. They can't do that. So all that cool stuff we had the Jungle Book with Baloo singing and dancing and King Louie trying to get learn how to be just like a man-child and all that stuff, none of that good emotion is here. Wow. It's just, this, I just really sat out and watched the same movie. The first five minutes, it's the same first five minutes. From the beginning, like frame for <laughs> frame, from the beginning, except it's not a cartoon. Well, it's still a cartoon. It's just a yeah. fancier cartoon. Yeah. And I was like, this is what we doing here in 2019. After I saw Aladdin, in which they did the same movie, except with people in it.
3: But this so is what story we do on, on that
2: one. Yeah, Yo, well, and, and it, was it was
0: humans it was... in Aladdin, yeah, so you had some other things. you could kind It went from of do ninety
2: minutes to uh, two hours, so yes. you got to pad the movie. Yes, yeah. And <laughs> it's the same movie. It's like the songs in the same. Like I don't, I don't. I this. I'm bored, man. Like, but, but I I kind of understand bored.
3: where this is coming from because, as you correctly pointed out, this is their cash cow. Literally. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. This is running R- worldwide.
3: Roberto, man. I got stock. I understand what they're doing,
2: <laughs> but, uh, yo, I'm bored. I can't wait until that Maleficent movie come out. Cause I know it ain't going to be a copy of nothing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mulan ain't you know going to be a copy. Nope. I'm, no, it's not. I'm with I'm with Julian on this. Like I, as a kid loved the Lion King. It, it's, it's probably my favorite Disney animated movie. And I don't even really want to see this one cause I don't care because it, why do I need to see a movie that I've seen before? And uh, because so I can hear Beyonce, okay, I'll just listen to the, the soundtrack. Like it, it's, it's the same thing as like we've gone to Disney World countless times. There's a there's a show that they do in the Animal Kingdom where they perform the Lion King. I've seen that. It, it's it's oversaturation, and like I don't, I know why Disney's doing this. I know why they're remaking all of their stuff because it's easy money <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's is, it is the easiest of easy money for them because they don't have to like relicense it or anything they'd be like eh, let's just dust this off and do a live action version of it sure why not and it's all profit but like it, i want i want creativity i want new stuff i want them to find that they said they were gonna do it and they never did it again when they said hey now that we have access to this marvel catalog Let's dig through and find some stuff in Marvel that really nobody's heard of. Like Big Hero- <laughs> I want more stuff like that. I want more creativity. I want to see more stuff like Big Hero 6 and less remakes of all of the things that were popular back in the 90s. Like, But, but yeah.
3: part of the reason, basically, Disney, there's also legal reasons, specifically why they follow stories beat by bit. Why, when you see a Superman movie, you have to be all the origin again. Because, in a way, you actually are extending the copyright... Sorry, And by doing, basically remaking The Lion King, you're extending the copyright of the material for 20 more years. Pretty
0: Mm, much. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting you say that, Roberto. Oh, uh, but I, 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 well, okay, I'll complete this thought, and then I'll double back to what I was saying. Uh, Only because that whole business of stuff coming into the public domain, I was shocked to find that the Max and Dave Fleischer Superman cartoons are now in the public domain. It's like, oh, my God. And so... Yeah, you know it, that that it, that becomes a a reasonable sort of goal for the parent company, you know, to retain some control. Now, with regard to what has been said about the relative creativity or lack thereof behind uh, the Lion King, um, yeah, you know, and in fact, it, it's particularly glaring, Julian. When and you can find this on on uh, YouTube now, uh, but they've got like some side by side comparisons, and it is shocking. But you know, cartoons can emote. <laughs> cartoons emote better than <laughs> real humans. And and these, um, I'm going to, for want of a better uh, term, I'm going to call them Animatronic CG characters, There's something that they've done, yeah, with these animals. I'm
3: pretty sure some of friends of mine are in California like cringing like now, it's like, oh, <laughs> what is?
0: Yeah, oh. I know, I know, because I, I, know technically the animatronic things are the actual. Two years of my yes, life. You know, yeah. Well, no, no, but hey, and I'm not, I'm not denigrating what they did because they did a wonderful job. It's just a lion can't smile. You know, I You'll mean be creepy. I, I, Yeah, you know, yeah. But and and what I thought of was hey, Julian, um, that lion
3: thinks smiling. Um, <laughs> Whatever <laughs> l- <laughs> <here> he
0: goes <laughs> again. No, what I thought of was um that lion in uh the witch, the wardrobe and uh you know yes, yeah, yeah. Because he was he seemed like he was pretty stone faced, but no, he's a lion. So he's lion just lion Jesus just
2: did he just he wasn't in the movie that long. You know, he did what he needed to do He died for our sins. And, uh. Uh, you know, hey, especially
0: with that work. You're listening to Fantastic uh. Forum on WERA 96.7 FM, Radio Arlington. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Mike Lunsford, uh, Roberto Ortiz, and Julian Lytle. We are at this instant talking about The Lion King. I'm going to double back because... Um, okay, look, she is like the queen of entertainment, uh, but Beyonce is not an actress. Not Beyonce not. is a singer, and yes. you know I'm okay, not yes. going to I'm not gonna slam what she did, but um, she did not stand out in this movie. Mike, you do know? you ever
3: see the movie Epic? Hmm? Epic
1: um, by Blue Sky it Studios. Sounds really, really familiar. I it's, look one it of,
3: it's, it's, it's from the earlier catalog from Blue Sky Studios, an animated movie basically where Beyoncé plays the queen of the fairies in
0: mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm.
3: And the whole movie was okay, fine. But then the character that she was playing came on and I was like, oh my God, I could emote better than this woman in reading lines. And this mm. is a character that... Was supposed to be regal and I was supposed to go to the emotional arc.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: she kept reading the lines this way because I feel angry. You are the king of the leaf people. Come here. And yeah. it was like, oh my god, this has to be some of the worst. Was it were they afraid to tell her emote or Oh probably.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. She's Beyonce, yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, Beyonce got a fat booty, but she needs to like stick to singing.
3: <laughs> but Oprah <laughs> you know, Winfrey like... can act her ass out. She can do great, and she basically can take direction. And she's well, yeah, look a the queen? last
0: the last thing I saw her in was Fighting Temptations, which was arguably some time ago. And my hope had been, you know, particularly. I mean, let's look. Nobody is rushing to cast her in live action movies. No, they're I not. I mean, and I think they sort of took a chance on this. It yep. was like, hey, you know, maybe we can have her do this vocal performance and it'll be okay i mean certainly the name recognition i mean just her name donald glover's name james earl jones they're 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 gonna get people in the theater i mean oh look, look, let's face it the thing is going to be a multi-million dollar blockbuster worldwide for disney i mean they have figured out i mean i honestly i thought that the stage show yeah okay that's it, and now they, there's no other way to make money off of this unless you do like Lion King Land or something at Disney World and Disneyland. Don't keep them ideas. But, yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, I guarantee you, somebody's already thought of it. But the other thing, and I think Roberto, you had mentioned that uh, you wanted to see more originality from them, and you said something about how somebody over at Disney had uh, indicated that they were going to go through the Marvel catalog and oh, find that was some characters. Oh, sorry, Mike. Yeah. So. um that's going to happen, but don't look for that for a number of years. I mean, Disney is playing the long game with uh, this licensing and merchandising yep. and all of that. And. I, they seem to be in the season for remaking cartoons. And I don't get it. You know, it's like you could have released one of these a year, but instead we've got Aladdin coming out the same year as Lion King. And isn't Mul- or is Mulan next year, or is yeah. that later this Mulan's year?
2: Mulan's March 2020, while okay. Dumbo came out this March, and Maleficent oh, comes right. out this
0: October. That's right. Dumbo. Too. Dumbo was not good. Whoa. But, but Aladdin did
3: amazingly.
0: It's still doing- in the theaters. I- yeah exactly Amazingly.
3: it's going well, to hit a
2: billion so. mm,
0: mm, yeah well so there's something to be
2: said there that they're making good money it, they can't release the vault no more in the yeah. streaming area you you can't like for a limited time only <laughs> we have brought this film out of the vault <laughs> yeah but, like, but you can't do that in the streaming area like you just uh, pay them six dollars each month coming yeah. soon this fall. But yeah. you have to
3: admire one thing about Disney. Disney as a company, every time there's a new medium, they're one of the few companies that I've seen that are quick on their feet in terms of changing their revenue streams. Like when home video became a big thing, all of a sudden, all the kids had to have the Disney movies and they're the ones who figured out the bolt, and specifically on basically releasing movies in a different uh, amount of time and then taking them away. Now we got streaming, and they figured out a way to drop this nuclear bomb called the Disney Plus app. I don't know if it's going to be a nuclear bomb. Oh yes, be. it will
2: be. Ooh, Netflix, it's, is- it's
1: going to be. It's going to be Roberto. huge. It's going to be huge. Like <laughs> it is going to be. It's going to destroy a lot of the other yeah competitors. I, I think so. Netflix is going to take a serious hit because of it.
2: I don't think so. I think what's going to take a hit is they're going to bundle it with ESPN mm-hmm. and Hulu. And I, I know, I know, you guys think the movies is big, but you know, what's really bigger than that. NFL on Monday and Thursday nights, (laughs) and if I can get the kids to watch this Disney show over here, and I can watch my football game, that's a wait for $12 a month. It's like, all right, Mm. I got to budget that, because, you know, Mm. this is America. This is about that fools (laughs) ball.
0: Yeah, what is it they say that uh, Sunday used to belong to the church? (laughs) Now it belongs to the NFL. That's a whole another way of worship, actually. Yeah, they got, yeah. Both, they got both of it. They got yeah. they got all of it. Yeah, yeah. They've been very shrewd. But you know, if Warner could ever get their act together, and I think they will. Warner's
2: fine. Warner. People keep saying like Warner is doing the worst. Like no, no, they're not. They just had the most popular TV show of all time end. Y'all know how many people was watching Game of Thrones every week? That you know much money they was getting off Game of Thrones. Yeah, and quite you, a bit.
3: you saw how we ended. Do you it, really it think that franchise is okay about, after that? Yeah, they're yeah fine, they're
0: fine. people yeah, still watch they're fine. the show. Yeah, and, and the ending wasn't terrible. Let me tell you something. A lot, I mean, a lot of people got you upset. You serious? Yes, I'm totally serious. A lot of people I thought I, like I had a
3: stroke watching that
0: thing. It's like, it's oh, right. my yeah. God. Look, oh, a lot of people got upset because they had a different idea what was supposed to happen with um, the Anything. Targaryen girl, okay? But that made that made a lot of sense, what they did. And look, I didn't tell you to name your baby Khaleesi, all right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, that was on you. How does it feel having that tattoo now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if you came out of this feeling like, oh, this is the way to go, well, you know, shame on you. Now, um, you know, I did expect that Jon Snow was going to rule Westeros. I was a little surprised by that. But there wasn't anything that they did. Brand
3: of broken? Yeah, you know. Really? Look, look,
0: there wasn't You're anything. Okay there wasn't anything I thought was Brand terrible. Brand of broken? Hey, have you seen, there, there, there's some screenwriter. If shown who up like that scene, i said, uh, Alternate I am the, version the king. That of the been very end ending. of Game of Thrones, and it's up there. I read it. I'm like, it's interesting, but I didn't care for it. <laughs> have you all? Have you all heard about this? Seen no, this thing? I'm
2: gonna wait till grim puts out his books and then let somebody tell me what happened because I ain't going to read them thick ass books. Well, we'll oh, sorry, see whether or not.
0: Well, look, we'll see. I think you can say ass. That's Do you okay. really think he's going mean, to finish I, that? I, I said booty when I was talking about Beyonce. I think I probably could have oh, said yeah. ass. Wait, wait, wait. Just, Do you, you know, really
2: think he's going to finish the books? Yeah, yo, who? You'll never doubt the power of securing the bag.
0: <laughs> because all uh, got it messed up actually you know, you know something he may not but I, I tell you what he will continue to go to these conventions Yo, you know he, he is cleaning up show as far out. as like uh, you know groupies and stuff, you Ew. know. I mean, I, no, I've, I've, seen wo- I've seen him at work. Oh, sh- <laughs> I've seen him at work. Yeah. So how are you enjoying the convention? Oh, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, dude. Just because you
2: get old, don't mean you don't know, like a beautiful woman. No, I hear if you. I if hear women you. is your thing, you know. Hey,
1: look. Let me tell you something. Yeah. For any of y'all that's all Stan lead any of the cons, man, you can attest to that, dude. Because <laughs> let me tell you, any time a girl with a low cut shirt came by, Stan <laughs> was just like, oh, Excelsior! I mean,
3: like,
0: <laughs> let me tell you about the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And here I thought that he and Joan were happily married.
1: I'm sure they were. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: you guys! You guys are on fire. See, this is what happens when we don't have the calming influence of a uh, female voice on the show. Savagery. <laughs> People start talking about booties and all kinds of stuff like that. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Just, in, the, in the end, it's like, I'm not the biggest fan of the end of the game with those. What I'm saying is, that was a lot of viewers. Yes. But also, this Warner, it's not even called it, what they're going to now call it HBO Max. It has everything on TNT, everything on TBS, everything on Cartoon Network, everything, everything on your, Adult Swim, yeah. everything on HBO, everything on DC Universe,
0: everything on True TV, Everything on Crunchyroll. Dag see, I keep waiting for you to be done, and you keep naming stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is every time you're saying that, it's like, ching, 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 They chi-ching. got friends,
2: Fresh Prince They got like, they got all the Warner Brothers movies
0: in history.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: They have all the TV shows they made, even though they might be on other networks, but they're syndicated. Like, I think people got this whole Marvel DC thing messed up in their heads. Versus this Warner Brothers Disney thing because Warner Brothers ain't no slouch. Just because they number two right now because Disney didn't figure out how to remake all their classics and they bought Star Wars, don't act like Warner Brothers don't put out 15 movies a year and they got Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. My only point is that they could be making even more money. I get what they're all making. Money. Yeah, yeah, they'll get around to. It. They'll figure it out. I mean, there's no, there's no question. But they could they could have been doing it already. I mean, I think in some ways they've kind of you know resting on their laurels, as it were. You know, so and that and that's my only point. Which you know you're I right. You. Mm-hmm. you know
2: what I'm saying? Like we get caught up with the movie stuff, but like people still care about Friends. That it's the most streamed show on these streaming apps. Like
3: yeah, it's I worth know. billions isn't, of dollars. Isn't that sad? No, it's like uh, you, you wanna you, you wanna know the trumpets of the end of the world. There you go. People
1: <laughs> like don't even get it though, man. I've seen that I've seen that damn show probably like from start to finish, like at least like nine or ten times. See? And I see people, I see people who were like, oh, they're taking friends off of Netflix, and I'm like, eh, it was a good run. But like people are like, no, I can't believe. Like how many times do you have to watch the same damn thing that Chandler Bing says? Like it's, <laughs> it's over. Like it. Just, I don't. I don't get it. Like I don't understand this obsession with it. Don't you want new media? Don't you want something different? Something that might be a little more entertaining to being stuck in the '90s? Like no. Nope.
0: People loved that show. You, you well, know how Happy
2: Days was
1: over? <laughs>
3: hey, I I, I love. Basically, cheers. So I'll defend cheers. So sorry, I'm I'm like
1: that with cheers. I go retro too. Like right now, I'm watching Wings on Hulu. I love that shit. Well, that's a good
0: show. Yeah, Yeah. look, I don't have anything. I I, I don't have anything against Friends, but they didn't have no black people on that show. Yes, not have Latino people here in New York. In
1: In New New York, York in New York. No yeah. Puerto Ricans, yeah, come I on! Yeah, I Tyler for one season, and that was it.
0: Well, they just didn't have any friends who were black or Puerto
1: Ricans, There it is. I
0: mean, you know, so I was like, okay. They had me for, for the first season, and I liked that little, say, no one told you it was gonna be this way. But then after that, I'm like, you know what? I I can set this aside, dude. You should be a singer. That was pretty good. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well,
1: thank you for that. Threat is yes.
0: Oh, good gracious! Look, uh, that musical cue means it's time for us to take a short break. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to remind everybody that WERA is a community radio station. We're non-commercial. We rely on the ongoing generosity of our underwriters, our sponsors, and our listeners for the totality of the operation of the radio station check us out on wera.fm find out more about how you can get involved with community media this wonderful institution that i happen to love so i'm going to step aside momentarily because we're having a benefit here at the station tonight i'm going to tell you a little bit about that well i'm not going to tell you a little bit about that but uh You know, the the Mr. Radio will tell you a little bit about that. And then we're going to have some promotions for some of the other wonderful WERA shows coming up later tonight on 96.7 FM. But stick around, because we'll be back with more Fantastic Forum right after this. Welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM Radio Arlington. We are Arlington. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today uh, through the miracle of technology by uh, from the Great Geek me, great, great Geek Refuge. We have The one, the only, Mike Lunsford. We also have... Now, okay, see, I built Mike all up. I really need to build everybody up. Yeah, okay, everybody's... The one, the only, Julian Lytle. And the one, the only, Roberto Ortiz. Gentlemen, thanks for being with us, and we're back on the show. So, look, uh, when we were uh, going out last time, uh, just now, you know, because we kind of went overboard a little bit there on the, um, Lion King and then some of that <laughs> other stuff, you know, so I don't want to, I don't want to completely lose sight because there was some other news that came out, uh, this week and, uh, some of it I thought was pretty interesting. So, um, I want to look at some of that. For example, and this is uh, something that I was, uh, more than a little confused about, uh, is, um, the fabulous furry freak brothers. Uh, you guys, Wait, what? the what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys down with uh, underground comics? I don't know about that
3: underground. Uh, wow, that's really underground. That uh, sing China Deep. Oh uh, uh, no, man, <laughs> the, uh, you, no, it's like that.
0: That just tells me you you ain't down. Yeah, the fabulous. Man, did one of them fabu- die or something? No, no. no. They <laughs> yeah, they got a show. Is what it is. Oh my! Uh, you know, this God. was yeah, this was announced in um, in Forbes magazine. So. Um, yeah, what what I find somewhat curious about the Fabulous Furry Freak Brothers having this show is uh, the idea that It's going to be uh, you know the, these underground comics from like the 60s and uh, the, 70s, the Early yeah. 70s and yeah. stuff now. They were they were hyper sexualized Yeah, like uh, you like know a cat. lot of yeah. yeah, exactly you know, and so I but it, personally I would have thought that the uh, the time has come and gone on this particular stuff. You know, I mean, I just wouldn't have imagined that you could actually do the fabulous furry freak brothers as a cartoon. Now, I mean, it just it just doesn't seem. Who is going to show know. this? Um, okay, well, uh, it seems as if. Uh what network is this gonna be on? Don't start me to lying. Um uh I don't know that they have a network for it, but it's uh. been commissioned by W uh T C Enterprises, apparently uh, yeah, see, and this is why you need to listen to what I'm talking about in the opening. Uh the showrunners, a- Alan Cohen and Alan Friedland, who are the writers of King on the Hill and oh. American Dad are gonna be the showrunners. Um the uh, the actual writers and producers are John Altschuler and Dave Krinsky who are the co-creators of Silicon Valley on HBO. Wow. So um, the thing is, uh, yeah, uh, it yep. be yeah. Well, you know, if if um, I'm assuming that they are not going straight with uh, the original stories. You know, they're going to have to kind of update this stuff, but apparently they're going to be um, eight 22-minute uh, episodes that they're going to have. And, um, you know, so it's, <laughs> this thing is coming, apparently. It's a streaming
3: world, basically, They if if they can get it basically out there, there probably is an audience for it. Good for them. Yeah. Uh,
0: what? Oh, yeah. Oh, I have no I mean I have no doubt they're gonna get the, the thing out there I mean with all these names attached to it, you know, but why I mean,
3: something so obscure from the
0: well All right, it's only obscure if you don't follow uh, Underground comics and uh, you know we're talking about this R. crumb stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know maybe to a uh, to a slightly Lesser degree because in fact geez I've had um, big uh, underground comics creator um, On the show good gracious Um, but uh, yeah so uh, the and the guy who did this uh, this was oh what in the heck was his name because he's a he's a producer on the show as well and it's um uh, Gilbert Shelton uh, is uh, is is his name you know so anyway though um, yeah I I was just I was just surprised that this was a thing that's cool
2: cool it's it's cool cool for him at this point to be able that that someone wants to try to adapt it I'm surprised actually I'm surprised a lot of underground comics weren't adapted into animation yeah before 10 years ago yeah exactly exactly like once Adult Swim got really big I was like how come some of this stuff isn't shows like because a certain thing for me is like most of the shows on Adult Swim I find ugly and I want to watch them but (laughs) um, but yeah they could have been adapted to some of these underground cartoons 15 years ago
0: yeah, and and probably should have actually. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, but yeah. All right. Well, okay. Since you guys aren't as into that, you, well, something else that uh, apparently I'm just not
2: is up on it. I'm, I'm about it. I'm with it.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that. I
3: think know. it's great. I mean, the the more the merrier. Uh, would I watch it? Probably the, the pilot to see if I like it. Uh, would I produce it if, I, if it was for me? Probably not. But would I say that this is not going to make money? I, I think it will because again, Adult Swim demonstrated that there's markets out there that are unexplored in terms of animation, uh, oh. and um, Rick and Morty demonstrated uh, how far you can take and an, um, South Park and demonstrated how far you can basically take the uh, the edge in terms of animation. So yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, I, all of these underground comics, and of course, uh, one particular creator. You know, this, like I said, this R. Crumb. Uh, you know, who is ah. one of the better known. He's he, he's he's fallen out of favor. Uh, you know, really? It, oh yeah, yeah. yeah well, well he, a,
2: certain, a certain very vocal minority tinge of the small press scene as Ulysses <laughs> uh, is wait, wait, alluding what,
3: to
0: what through our, through what, what, happened?
3: What, we've, what we've seen in the world in the game what happened with the art art basically is very well known what happened very well known that he's
2: very well respected by a uh, younger artist for the stuff he did yeah. in the past mm-hmm. his content yes you know yeah. the way in which he, he draws and makes comics about his <laughs> internal impulses about women <laughs> and how he chooses oh. to portray uh, black people in younger black folks eyes is not acceptable Oh. So there is a strong contingent.
3: And
2: I'm very, like, okay. I'm very, like you
0: Very artful the way you put that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I was there as well, Ulysses. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, you,
0: you, you, you put your you put your finger right on the pulse of that one, Julian. <laughs> oh, man, you know, listen, yeah. Was, yeah. Still, um, so.
2: still pops off sometimes. I'm Like, oh, we're on this again.
3: <laughs> so what you say? is basically it's like uh, let's say a a pool in The Simpsons is. Uh, Marker, is it way, way more worse? militant to that? That being Is nice. it's, nice. it's, it's, yeah. it's Radio Rahim
2: in Sal's Pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. <a> pi- <laughs> I play my music. And I was. My, I was a pieces of black people on the wall. <laughs> 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 the the, the Indian Americans is real nice with a pool in The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> These
3: young black folks
2: ready to kick oh. open doors. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So,
3: what why made this explode? Uh, what was the, basically the the catalyst that all the a people started? Generational
2: thinking? change, huh?
3: That's it it came out of nowhere to me.
2: One year it was all good. You come back another year like
0: oh,
2: <laughs> are we are flipping over 10 <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, hey, you know, the speed and generational change is a wonderful way to put that. I mean, it's it's slightly off topic, but um, I actually have some sympathy in my heart for Trent Lott. Okay? Why? Um, well, because for years, he went around. For those of you who don't know, Trent Lott was a U.S. senator from South Carolina. Had supported, um, uh, oh crap, uh, now now his name. Me Obi- too, I forgot yeah, that, yeah. yeah, but white supremacist I mean, basically. I'm sorry, who? Strom Thurmond? Yes, thank yes. you. Strom Thurmond, exactly. And the name flew right out of my head. But he supported Strom Thurmond uh, when Thurmond ran for president. And for years, for years, Trent Lott would go to public events and say, yeah, you know, uh, we supported Strom Thurmond for president. If the rest of the country had followed our lead, we wouldn't be in this mess. For all I know... He said it somewhere the day before it sunk him. But then came the day when that came out of his mouth and people were like, oh, my God, oh, oh, that's terrible, oh, you know. So changing sensibilities that swirl around us all the time. And and that's why, because, uh, you know, yes, it, it but see, to me. Him saying that stuff was objectionable the very first time he said it. <laughs> you know, it was just, he got away with it for years and years and years. And then the day came. that's why I feel sorry for him, because he had got away with it for years and years and years. And then one day, he, he said it, it, and he couldn't get away with it no more. And, and, and how is a crusty old dried up white dude to know when he can get away with something <laughs> and when he can't? You know, it's just like, wow. how, how is he to know? You know, you can't read the changing political and social landscape with your with your naked eyes. But some might argue
3: a specific. Oh, sorry, Mike. Mike. No, no I'm both right.
1: of. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. So,
3: <laughs> some might actually make the argument that uh, R. crumb, going back to him, yeah, is a creature of his time, and it's not yes. fair specifically to criticize him with our current viewpoints because fair. Ouch. Fair. Are we talk are you talking really
0: Who told you anything was fair, Roberto? Kids, <laughs> <laughs> is is that that what you, is you th- tell your son? <laughs> no, life is fair. You need to be fair. Yeah, it's fair it got nothing to do with nothing. It's like if you see a lot
3: of content from the 80s for example on um, movies, there's a lot of really misogynistic um borderline racist you stuff. You feel like they don't trash that online as well. (laughs) (laughs) You make essays I've heard about
1: how how Ghostbusters (laughs) is like a... Oh, my bad. What did you say, Mike? I was just saying that like Stranger Things, like this most recent season, like people are tearing Hopper's character apart. Because he's smoking, right? (laughs) There's that, but they're saying, oh, he's misogynistic. Oh, and he's abusive, and he's this, and he's that. I'm like, this dude... He's every 80s hero ever. That's him right there on the screen. You can sit there and you can say, in today's modern aesthetic, it doesn't work, but that's fine. It's not set in today's modern aesthetic. It's set in the friggin' 80s when this sort of stuff was commonplace. And, like, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, understandably so. Like, I've, with, with our crumb, like, I remember when people were like, oh, you gotta check out the Fritz the Cat stuff. You gotta check his stuff out. And I'd see it and I'm like, this is kind of in poor taste. And, like, people were like oh no he's edgy no he's he was
2: edgy if you compare him against like uh, Superman comics from 19- <laughs> 1972
0: yeah he's edgy oh you're real edgy yeah you compare him to well, that you grew, you grew up in the deaf comedy jam era. it's like this ain't like edgy <laughs> this is just you know, he just got
3: problems <laughs> yeah but it's like I'm, I'm reminded specifically um, Bucks Bunny uh, mm-hmm. specifically the era before Chuck Jones uh, with Tex Avery. And Tex Avery used to do some really stuff that was out there, specific in terms oh, of the yes. character. And mm-hmm. it kind of, one of the things I'd like to tell people is that things evolve and change with the culture. Chuck Jones basically, for example, made it a little bit less racist, <laughs> a little bit more contemporary, specifically in terms mm. of the humor. Mm-hmm. So I think think we should just uh, uh, accept the fact that things evolve over time and uh, maybe crumb has he said anything recently about what is ex- if he has evolved in any way Man, it doesn't matter Man, don't care.
0: no yeah he's I canceled mean, bro yeah exactly <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> <Ain't> <laughs> <no
2: spoilers. laughs> you
0: don't get to <laughs> be like it. i'm very <laughs> sorry <laughs> for what i did you know it's wow. like no no yeah, no no people have absolutely no sympathy and no patience for that And that's one of the reasons why you have to be so very careful today about what you do and what you say. Because it follows you forever. Yeah, Mr. Puerto Rican women are crazy. (laughs) they are! (laughs) They are! (laughs) They really are! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, so it it, it depends. Anyway, look. um, (laughs) I I, I said it
3: from my soul. (laughs)
0: Hey, look, look. uh, But uh, but, uh, uh, I'm going to segue here because one of the things that I think is kind of interesting and we halfway touched on it but it's about the way that things change times change so Turner Classic Movies each Tuesday during this month is playing a bunch of old science fiction movies. Sweet. You know, They started out uh, last week um, they had Metropolis and some Sweet. others you can actually see the whole lineup if you go to the Fantastic Forum Facebook page over at facebook.com backslash fantastic forum but uh, one of the things that because one of the movies that they played uh, le- this past Thursday sorry Tuesday um, which one of my favorites was forbidden planet great and uh, they had uh, Frank Darabont in studio with the uh, you know the the TCM host and one of the things that they mentioned was how misogynistic a film this was. Because Anne Francis was the only woman in the movie. And, you know, she pretty much adhered to that 1950s. It's a 1956 film, by the way, MGM. Uh, and she pretty much uh, held to that 50s aesthetic as far as. How women are supposed to behave I mean she was sort of damsel in distress and love interest and you know all that and it was and it was the men who were the heroes and uh, you know stuff like that so I'm I'm a little fascinated now coming up this week they're going to have destination moon for all mankind Countdown from the earth to the moon first men in the moon and a trip to the moon cool So uh, I think that's good and of course the other thing that is coming up this week that I feel obliged to mention and uh, You know surely you will have to each of you within the sound of my voice will have to decide how you want to observe this anniversary uh, of uh, on your own But uh, the anniversary of men landing on the moon happens to be this week. Well, actually, taking off to head for the moon, actually, (laughs) is this week. I know it took them a couple of days. I want to say it was the 16th that uh, Apollo 11 actually launched to go. And um, I want to say it was like the 20th or something when, um, you know, he, uh, Neil Armstrong actually stepped out of uh, Friendship 7. Uh, onto the surface of, of uh, the, the lunar surface, but and in fact, if you happen to be here in the area, uh, the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum is doing an overnight thing. And uh, I I think I may try and uh, and go to that.
3: Oh, I'm going to go too.
0: Are you really? Yeah. Oh, we got to coordinate. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look though um, We are almost out of time before I get out of here. I just want to I want to play this for you I've been threatening to do this for a couple of weeks now But I found uh, an old recording of an interview that Jack Kirby did on entertainment tonight and so um, real quick we are gonna, we're gonna hit this for you. This is the voice of Jack Kirby because I had never heard this before so I thought it was interesting. It would probably, it would probably come to an army division. Well, the characters represent uh, a sort of a, a transcendent feeling that we, we all have inside us that uh, uh, we could do better. We wanna do better. Uh, we haven't time to do better. That uh, we can be the people that we lionize. If you look at my characters, you'll find me. No matter what kind of character you create or assume, a little of yourself must remain there. I
1: haven't got the trappings of a circus, but uh, there in my mind is a very active and bright and colorful place. That's as good as any circus that I've ever seen. seen. And uh, I live with that. And I enjoy it immensely.
0: Yeah, the voice of Jack Kirby. Yeah, in fact, uh, the first question—that was an interview with uh, Catherine Mann of uh, Entertainment Tonight—and the first question that she had asked him was how many characters he had created. And so that was what he was responding to uh, when he um, when he you know made that first uh, response. But uh, yeah, I was like, boy, the voice of. Jack Kirby, <laughs> it's, uh, from from the vault of Fantastic Forum, we're gonna call that. So, hey, how, look.
3: How mainstream uh, do you think he is right now? Do you think mainstream audiences actually realize no. how instrumental he was? No, not
0: until yeah. they make a movie about him. <laughs> well, which in, in fact, there haven't been any movies of people who have actually made comic book shit. I well, I know. I take that back. There have been some there have been some stage shows done uh, for um, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Yeah. But short of that and, and actually I think that Siegel and Schuster are probably a uh, a shoe-in for uh, being the first ones to... Um, you think? Yeah, probably. I, think, I mean, I think Stan's going to get one before that. Yeah, you but know are it, they gonna be honest? That this could it. be. Don't have that to be honest, be. you'll get a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I just happen to think that the the story of uh Siegel and Schuster is a lot more interesting.
3: Actually, <laughs> They're going to do Superman versus the KKK first. That's actually on pro, it's basically on the slate now that the movie's gonna come out.
0: I have heard that. So I that have, should be interesting. Yeah, well, you know, I guess that's another one of those we'll have to see kind of things. Hey, before we get out of here, though, um, you know, we got a couple of seconds. Uh, I'd love for you guys to, you know, because we're a very fascinating bunch. And, you know, if you're curious about any of us, uh, Julian Lytle, how can people follow you and find out more about you?
2: Julian Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E, on all social media, the JulianLytle.com is website, and you can find me out there.
0: Okay, and Roberto Ortiz master graphic (laughs) artist. How can people uh, find out more about you and about your artist advocacy efforts? Yes, actually. Which you're deeply and profoundly involved in.
3: Yes, actually I was going to suggest we have a local computer graphics organization called Seagraph Special Interest Group Graphics. Just look for DC Seagraph and we do a ton of events in the DC area for computer graphic artists. Please come in and you'll be treated like family.
0: (laughs) Cool, all right. And uh, Mike Lunsford Uh, How can people find out about the Great Geek Refuge?
1: Well, it's very simple. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. There's podcasts, there's articles, all sorts of wonderful stuff. It's our fifth-year anniversary. Uh, It was just last week, so there's a podcast that I
0: just posted, so check it out. Cool, all right, And of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. If you happen to be in the Arlington, Virginia area, you can tune in to Arlington Independent Media, Comcast Channel 69, Verizon Fios Channel 38, each and every Saturday and Sunday at 8 p.m. See the television version. Also, check us out in our re-air slot here on WERA thursdays at 3 p.m also thanks to the great geek refuge for making this show available as a podcast if you go to GreatGeekRefuge.com. so um hey if you get a chance uh, check out these conventions that are in the area blurred con over in crystal city and surely 41 it's going to be the farewell tour appearance for nichelle nichols you won't get another opportunity And uh, have a great rest of the weekend. Stick around for Ethio Diaspora right after this show. And tune in again next week. Same bat time, same bat station.